And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guests. She's a writer who may be on strike, but you can still find her performing nightly on the streets of Los Feliz as the clown Harlequino. It's Robin Shore, and he's a writer who would like you to please not judge him on his looks or on his intelligence or even on his sense of humor. No, please just judge him on his smoking hot brain. It's Joel Stein. Chef Jeff is here and avoiding Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie as he holds out for Darren Aronofsky's Weeble Wobbles. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. My little Colonel Jeff's cheese crackers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular personalized historic carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon, Patreon. by Lisa Krolasek. Yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff. There's episodes of the Friend Zone, my bonus podcast. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. You can submit carbs. Uh, it, 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 more and even more. There's more, always more. Uh, s- consider signing up. It's a very fun community. I like it. I think you'll like it too. Uh, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And if you opt for, for an annual subscription, you get two months free. What a deal. Before we get into everything, I just want to quickly say thank you to Poise for sponsoring today's episode. Learn more at poise.com. Okay. I am delighted to say hello to my guest today, whom I think I have already sufficiently bummed out. Joel Stein, hello. Welcome. Uh, no, not at all. I wasn't upset about the Patreon stuff. The, <laughs> my voice is cracking. Up. Yeah. The Uncle John's crackers. I, none of this upset me. Okay, yeah. great. Um, Robin Shore. Hello. Thanks if, for having me if today. If you didn't look at the photo, that I, you're welcome, that accompanied <laughs> the social media post, Robin is like golden tan. I This is Heather Locklear. Oh my god! She, yeah. Stop it! Like she was on Nantucket, which we're going to hear about. Oh, Joel has already referenced or referred to. Really, I remember uh, I said referenced years ago when I worked at, at Time Out New York, where Joel and I both worked separately, and the music editor was like, "You can just say referred to." Ugh. What's the difference? Ugh. Who is the music editor? Mike Wolf. There you go. Do you know him? No, but uh, but still. still, I can tell by the name. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't need that. Yeah, right. Anyway, we had a guy who would like correct all our grammar and tell me I was I couldn't write. There. Who was that? Who was it? Well, he would not. He would. I was told he was a genius and would be a famous musician. I was just copy editing for the you know the music editor got him a job and I thought that was bogus, but it turned out to be totally true. There was sting. a copy editor that worked at Time Out that went on to be famous. A yes. famous rock and roll. Yes. He, like famous that we would know his name? Jack White. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 now I'm nervous. Who who did 69 Love Songs? Um, no. Uh, the, the whole story is ruined now. 99 Love Balloons? No, 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 no. You know the Six. album? The guy Shaggy Tudo? Oh, should I just bring up my phone? Yeah, oh, it's an old-fashioned love song. Oh God, I, 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 sixty-nine love songs. You would, Why would you? You're sixty-nine. He's kind of a, gen- I mean, he's a genius. <laughs> he's a genius. Uh, oh my God, this is horrible. I don't think he became that famous. He did. 
Otherwise, well, we well, would it, know 69 it, love songs then. Rhett Miller? In, not Rhett Miller. In the, the magnetic fields. Oh. Oh. Who's that guy? Steven someone. Yes. Thank Steven, you. Steven Pedantic? Steven Merritt Pedantic. Yes. Wow. Steven Pedantic I didn't Merritt. know that he... That when, <laughs> yeah. by the time oh, that was horrible. Was, that whole experience. Looking I'm things sorry. up. I'm oh. sorry. By the time... <laughs> I know that was like so one of those, sweating. like one of those finals, open book finals. It's just like you school. can't say it's a famous person and not know their yeah. name. Um, there was no talk of you him can kick having. Me out. You're you're fired. Yeah. There was no talk of him having worked there by the time oh. I got there. Yeah, yeah, no. He yeah, really he'd been erased by the sands of time. Did not think much of me. Okay, which oh. was, you know, annoying. But then right. he, he went on to be a genius, so it was okay. He was a right. genius in terms of his songwriting that none of us are particularly familiar with oh you the book of love now now it's off the top of my head the book of love especially not no offense to his version but the peter gabriel cover is one of the prettiest songs you'll hear huh. peter oh. gabriel covered a stephen merritt song oh yeah the book of love whoa and i had no idea anyway robin was on nantucket joel already referred to the limerick is where, where all this came from yeah your tan is like concentrated on the bridge of your nose, yeah, it's making summery. you look. You're yeah. so girl next door. Listen, I had it's like there's no sun idea. in your hair. Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, look, I got back last night. It was a journey, and at no point did anybody, everybody that we saw on Nantucket and in New York City, felt the need to compliment Sam's tan, and I oh. didn't think twice about it. So this is news to me. Maybe yours kicked in late. Jeez, this I is mean, exciting. You look You're very like, California. huh? You're a California. You should be driving yeah. a cabriolet with yeah. a surfboard in it. For yeah. Sure. yeah, I didn't. I don't. Let me put it this way. I don't feel like someone who has a tan. You know, I don't have oh, I that see. confidence yeah. right okay. now. But you should. You should. Because the tan's gonna fade. That's so you gotta nice. Use it. Yeah. Use it now, you guys. That's really nice. Thank you, have, you. Now this is personal. But do, do you have tan lines? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know I had a tan. You haven't checked. You haven't noticed, like when you're no, showering. No, I don't. Any of the other attention. times, once naked. No, I don't. I, I I'm it's sure so I have. Dodging tan the lines. question. Come no, on. I'm not. How could she not have tan it's lines? It's just like someone's just like, oh, you have red hair. I I just didn't know. I just I don't know. If, if someone said to you, you have red hair, you would go check that out. <laughs> yeah. No. I just I don't think I have tan lines. I don't know. I, we were picketing on Nantucket, and so what I. Were you, what were you picketing on Nantucket? <laughs> Everyone's picking everything now. There were no productions on Nantucket except for the children's show of Nan Puppets, which we <gasps> shut the fuck down. Wait, that's Seriously? not true. You were okay. picking. Yeah. There's no Nan Puppets. There is Nan Puppets. Really? And that was the only show to shut down, but we didn't shut it down. But I think we were just walking around. We only went to the beach. What do you mean twice. we? What? The the picketing people, our friend Donna Carey, all oh. the picketers, like all oh, the writers on Nantucket. He's from Nantucket. He's from Nantucket. He's, He's a great guy. Great guy. We love him. Let me say uh, hi to Jeff, please. and then I want to circle back with please. Donick and the puppets and the tan. And at some point, we got to talk about the fact that my memory, I suddenly remembered that Joel had like a fierce mullet for years. Fierce. Yeah. I didn't know him then, but I was a fan. So we got to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, hello, Colonel Jeff. Hi, Allison. How are you? Jeff, I'm just going to start that over because that sounded all wrong and all weird. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Yeah. Jeff, you're going to uh, be cutting this out. <laughs> John Hansen. Anyway, yeah, the carb was Colonel Jeff's cheese crackers mm. because didn't you bring in some crackers once for Snack Chat? Yeah, it was my homemade cheese it recipe. They were oh. really good. Thank you. Really, really good. Why do people? Okay, I don't know why I came off angry. I'm going uh. to go curious. Why do people take something that's mass produced pretty well and then try and make it at home? For fun. 
It oh, is, oh, more of a craft project than yeah. a cooking project. Okay, got it. My yeah. friend Elena makes uh, homemade Cheez-Its, and they're just so good. They're, they're better? Just, they're way better. Way just better. Just so better. They had, yeah, they're oh, well, way there's better. another answer. I okay. go back You and, were being modest. I get it. Well, uh, the, the texture on the store-bought ones mm-hmm. was better, in my opinion. I never got that down. But the reason that I made them was a friend of mine had made them, and he said, they're amazing. They're almost as good as the store thing. And so I thought, yeah, I'd like to try that. And uh, they're least, almost as good as the thing you buy for four dollars, <laughs> right? But I love I love store bought cheeses, but they're they're Franken food. I mean, I'm the first to admit oh. it is like they are made in a science lab to be the most awesome food in the world. So I thought, well, if I can make it myself, at least I kind of know what's in them. You know, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer on cheeses over here, <laughs> but in general, I'm not the biggest cheeses fan. Neither, but am then I. there was like one summer. And I know we also have to get into the fact that Robin doesn't trust summer. No, it's I a very it. suspicious season. I yeah. agree with you wholeheartedly. But um, where I was like, you know what? Cheez-Its are really good. I think I like them. I was trying like the white cheddar ones and the different flavors. But then the most recent time I had them again, I was like, it's like someone dialed down the volume on their flavor. No. I find. Oh. They're just a little bit they, well, like you, they need you know, more of a sharpness, I, which Jeff's homemade Cheez-Its flavor wise had. I believe that that's likely. What you're saying might factually be true, and this is what I'm basing it on. I, your your jaw's dropping. I'm just listening. That's okay. my listening thing. I interviewed the CEO of Chipotle, who had for oh. a long time worked at. Um, he founded Chipotle. He worked for a long time at McDonald's, and what he told me, and this is true, is McDonald's will A B test everything. So like, oh, we can make the bun six percent cheaper, but is it going to taste worse? So they A B test it, and if it doesn't taste worse, they'll go with the six percent cheaper one. But his argument was you do that enough times and you get further and further away from the original. Oh, you lose a lot of quality. Yes. And he, he was arguing McDonald's is significantly worse than when I was a kid because of this. Interesting. Like, and is similes. Chipotle owned by McDonald's now? They were briefly and oh. then they bought them back and I don't uh, know what's happened since. Okay. They bought them back and, and added some new menu items. Um, Chipotle's added some menu I items? I think so. I, you know, it's interesting what, it. you're, what you're saying this guy said because... I don't eat a lot of chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. However, my memory is that my memory of chicken nuggets and McDonald's from when I was a kid yes. is that all of it is delicious, except for those salads that you would shake. Those no. were always never good. I want oh, them to yeah. be good. They weren't good. No. But my kids get nuggets sometimes from McDonald's and I'll have a bite and I'm like, this is not what I remember. Is it me or is it the, That's the, the question, nugs? Because food's gotten better in general. Maybe it's that. But he was arguing that it's actually gotten worse. Interesting. That's very interesting. Okay. A lot of stuff to get to. I'm just going to address the big thing, which I mentioned at the top of the Monday episode. But sadly, for people who just tuned in for this one, prepare yourself for some sad news. Um, my dad died on Wednesday. So when you hear this, it has been eight days. I am okay. It was not out of the blue, but it still the timing still felt shocking. Um, that being said, I, you know, all of us are doing, there's a lot of like, what ifs and if only we had done this and da, da, da. That being said, um, he was asleep when it happened. I think I said this on the Monday episodes and now I'm just a broken record, but like he was asleep when it happened. He was at home. He wasn't scared. Uh, he was 89. And I think all of those things are kind of like the ideal way for it to happen if it has to happen, which I guess it did. And I also think that in the way that all the what ifs are about, like my mom had been texting me and my brother um, and, you know, saying like he's he's been having some bad days and she's 
worried, but he's reassuring her that he's fine. And so this question of, but he, he was adamant that he didn't want to be taken to the, my sniffling is not crying, by the way. My sniffling is that I'm having that thing where my ear is bothering me. And so I'm trying to like get my ear to act normal again. Um, but it might be crying later. So I'll let you know which one it is. Uh, he was adamant that he didn't, you know, he wanted to stay home. And so I don't know if some part of him knew what was happening. Like either some part of him knew what was happening and he made his wishes clear or no part of him knew what was happening, which means he wasn't scared. So either way, I think that's I think that's good. Um, And I, you know, I'll play I'll like game it out. Okay, so my mom had said, like, I hear I don't care what you think. I'm calling 911. Da da da. And then they get there and then there's interventions and then ultimately he dies anyway, but hooked up to tubes, uncomfortable. My mom would feel guilty about that. Like there's no good way out of this. And I kind of think just sort of when I back up and look at the whole thing, I think just the way our brains are wired when something huge and uh, huge that we can't control and very final happens, the human brain just goes like, how did how was I involved? What could I have done differently? Like, there's no way out of that phase of grieving, I think. So that's what's happening. That's, I think, why I felt that I had bummed out Joel and Robin when they got here because I told each of them and then made them listen to me. No, I no. Didn't, care. didn't care at all. Not okay. at all. I'm glad that you shared it with me. Thank that's you. what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. No, I, mean, I, what is... I, I sensed something callous, Joel. I sensed, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the water coming from your eyes, is that also not crying? No, that's allergies. Okay, just checking. But she's allowed to cry if she yeah. wants to. There's actually not water coming from my eyes. I I had a real Sophie's choice earlier Uh-oh. of like, do I put on makeup? Do I not put on makeup? Yeah. Oh. And then yeah. I said, you know, I'm going to put on makeup because I don't feel like I'm going to cry during these shows. But you never know. It sneaks up on you. It does. I mean, I what am I talking about? I don't know But you probably, does. you've grieved before. I have grieved before. I weirdly lost a lot of friends when I was younger. Um, so it's not a parent. It's not a family member. But like, it's just, it will come in waves. It will come in waves. In some and way. there's nothing anyone can do about it. In some way. And this is still early because as we record this, it's Monday. It happened Wednesday. Oh, so it's not, I mean, it's not like, it's less than a week. So it's still fairly early. Everything I'm feeling might change. But as of right now, I think losing friends young, however you lost them, is might be a harder thing to grieve than a parent who's 89. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Is that because, but you were pretty close. You were talking, you were, you were seeing I was. a fair amount. Do you, is it because there was already some change in him that felt like some loss from what he used to do? Yeah, be? I mean, I think that I had, there had been anticipatory grief for like a year, you know, Um I said to my therapist, I said, I'm, I joked, no, I'm fine. I pre-grieved like right. the, a oh, reference to succession. Really? <laughs> yeah. So this is something you talked to your therapist about? Yeah. All so right. I haven't had a, I haven't had a, that was oh. a terrible joke, Joel. <laughs> but it's know. making Allison laugh. Yeah. Delayed. Delayed. You don't I have pretty a laughed at your joke. I, I don't right now. But I mean, sometimes you do. No. Never ever. I've, this is not, I've been to a, uh, marriage therapist like but only a handful of times wow my mom's a therapist okay does that change anything i don't know um, sorry, yeah it means you need ther- it more yeah that's right <laughs> you were telling your therapist what i was saying i pre-grieved 
But it was like a joke because in succession, yes. he says he's pre-grieved, yeah. but he hasn't. And then he has a, you know, it really yeah. hits him. Um, and she's like, no, but you have. Like, we have been talking about this mm. for a long time now. Um, I think it's, for me, it feels less complicated than some other deaths that have happened because there's not this sense of injustice and this sense of like, this wasn't supposed to happen, which I think when there's a young person, there is, you know, like, so it's just like a sort of clean sadness, but also the part, you know, I am still, there is a lot, there are what ifs around the end, but other than that, for the most part, it's like, it just feels, it's just a loss, but it's not a like, deeply complicated loss if that makes sense and i'm sort of like uh, i don't obviously i didn't know your mom and dad but i feel like that you've said a number of times he wanted to just be home and he Mm -hmm. was home yeah and that's ultimately i feel like i amongst all the questions and could we have done that it you know i i hate to I hate to bring the Holocaust into this, but I, those are what I called Schindler questions, like Schindler, oh. Oscar Schindler being like, I could have saved one more Jew. It's like, dude, you saved a lot of Jews, right. you know, and it's like you at a certain point. It's greedy. Yeah. Stop it, Oscar. But I, I feel like there are just certain times where, you, where we of course, we have those questions, but the way it happened, happened. And yeah. I do think. I do think that's the way I do think your dad would not have been happy in the hospital. No. And I don't think they could have. This is the thing. I don't think they could have extended his life a long time. I think maybe I don't I don't know. Maybe he would have died on the way there. Maybe they could have done something to keep him going for a few hours, maybe even a few days. But like his quality of life was already diminished. That's the hard thing is that I felt like he was. Life was hard for him yeah. of late. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's just, it, 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 my, two, two summers ago, my sister's father-in-law passed, um, had fallen sometime in the spring. So mm-hmm. like in March or April, he fell and then was in the hospital and until July, he died in July and, um, he was a, he was a resuscitate. So he didn't. <laughs> He didn't have the DNR. He was like, I want to be resuscitated. That's how I feel. And they did their absolute best to keep this guy resuscitated for months. And and I wait, so was he like not there though? He was not there. Oh. And and I just kept saying, like, this is it's gonna happen any day now. He's gonna die. And he I guess he just like was non-responsive one night and died sort of in his sleep the same way in a similar way, but there was a massive run up to that moment and also this idea of it actually propelled me to get a will mm-hmm. because he didn't have the he the only instructions that the, were there were verbal and it was it was my sister's mother-in-law being like no he wanted to be resuscitated he wanted to be like Terry Shivo like you know what i mean like with the hope that they could bring him back yeah a slim chance and I just think that that's crazy and I think that's like Quixote-esque thinking and I've been resuscitated seven or eight times you have I'm not sure what resuscitate means (laughs) (laughs) but it's and then by the way when they I will say you know when my sister called and said that her father-in-law had died there was so much shock and I remember being like 
are we really so surprised? <laughs> like, what are we? Like, they were shocked as if somebody had just like killed him in the middle of yeah. Fifth Avenue or whatever. But, yeah. Like, God forbid. But I'm just saying there was like so much shock and like the you know it was it was really interesting because I was like you guys had so even though your therapist said you have been processing this and pre grieving mm-hmm. this, I still and that's so healthy. I just think there has to be room for freaking out. Totally, yeah. totally. And there, you know, I've been. I feel like I said tootly, 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 Um, I've been down at the house. So it happened Wednesday. I went down Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was the first day I haven't been down there. Wow. Um, That's a lot too. It's interesting being in the house. Yeah. Near the end, he napped a lot. So it's not, on the one hand, it's like not that unusual for him not to be in the room with us eating dinner. Mm-hmm. Um. But then it all just look, you know, and he, he was like a big presence and his stuff is everywhere, which I'm glad. I'm glad my mom hasn't like moved any of his stuff or anything like that. But like on his nightstand, it's like his little cup of pills are like exactly, I mean, like very much life interrupted, you know? Um, Yeah. That's really tough. So I think, you know, I'll I'll just be there and sort of comforted by all of his stuff and the memories and then i'll just like look at his chair that he was always in and just be like he's not here yeah but but there have been i mean like i went into their bedroom and i you know buried my face in his sweater which still smells like him like each time i've been down there i've been doing that and i'm just I'm I think just that's like, healthy. My mom fucking washes that sweater. I swear to God. No, I almost take it with you. I wanted to take it, but then I was like, I don't, maybe I'm not ready to have it in my house yet. Okay. I put up a picture of him and Elliot on my nightstand and then I'm like, nope, can't do that. I put it, put okay. it down. It was yeah, like. Too soon. Yeah. Oh, it just was making me cry looking at it. But yeah. And he had all these, he was always taking, he had the, he always had a legal pad near him and he would take notes. Um, and so I was, I felt like snooping. I was kind of snooping, but like also not. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to see what's in here, you know? And it was like dictate book. And then it was like six book ideas he had. Oh my God. Like even up to the end, he still wanted to write a book, you know? And it was all very, I don't, I actually don't know exactly what these, what these notes were, but it was like great meals, famous people. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what this was, but. I visited Carl Reiner about a year before he died at lunch's house and he had a group of people upstairs he brought me to meet and they were working on his books and he was doing what you're saying. So uh-huh. he's like, these are the favorite movies I've ever seen. And Aww. it was just these books of like pictures and a couple sentences about movies. <laughs> like, and it just seemed like a way to process memories that were still like yeah. meaningful and fresh to him. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was very, it was weird, but it sounds just like that. And then I found, I haven't even told, I told Daniel this, I haven't told my mom and my sister yet, but in his most recent notebook, so there's the notebook and the, or the legal pad, and then in the back, there were all these folded pieces of paper. And I found this one that had a list of memories that involved me. Oh. And it was, it made me so happy to find, like special memories. Yeah. I don't know what this list was for. I was like, is it possible that this I was trying to to time it like is it possible that this was a list he was making before he gave a toast at my wedding except 
I don't know. I mean, that was in 2014. So I, I there's been plenty of notebooks since then. I don't think so. But um, oh, one that was in there was okay. So I wanted to learn how to, he had a he had he had a sports car. Mm-hmm. Impractical. I wanted to learn how to drive a stick shift. Mm-hmm. So he was going to teach me on his car, his old Jaguar. And then I was like destroying the car. It was, you know, it was stalling. And I think he thought it'd be better if I learn on a mod. I don't know when his car was from, but it was like a classic car. It'd be better or old car. Sorry. That's not the right terminology, is it? Classic car. Yeah, that's fine. It is? Okay. Yep, that's acceptable. Um, When I think classic car, I think like m- old muscle car or something. No, as long as it's old. It was old. Uh, so I think he thought like the, is it called the, I don't drive stick. Jeff, is it called the friction point? It's called the uh, steering wheel. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but where, where it goes and in, gets into gear. Like right. when the clutch, is it called friction point though? Or? I don't even know. Yeah. Well, whatever. That Like it was very finicky. So if I'm on a modern car, there'll be more leeway. It'll be easier for me. So we went to, I don't know why he chose this, but we went to a BMW dealership to test drive a BMW. So I'm in the, I could not for the life of me, drive that fucking car. Yeah. It was so awful. It was like cars were honking at me. I think the dealer at some point is like, do you know how to drive stick? And I was, I think I was only like 16. So I barely even knew how to drive, but I could not drive. I couldn't get the car to move. And then I wouldn't, it was like lurch. Um, and every now and then I think about that and I'm like, what a ridiculous moment that was. Like that was just a silly, funny moment. And that, and um, like Ali, BMW dealership was on that list. And I was oh. like, oh my God, like that's something. He... By the way, I have plenty more funny and special memories. I'm just saying. Yeah. That, but the, but that, that was on the list too. Like, oh, that meant something to him. Yeah. Or he was thinking about it too. It, was, it Maybe makes me feel these special. were just the things he was thinking about as me. I think, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you know, you, like, you know when you're sick and it yeah. turns for the better. And then sometimes it turns for the worse. And you're like, oh God, this is not normal and maybe in his subconscious and in his body he was just like writing down just things that he wanted to write down i think i think maybe and i think that again i don't know but i think if he if some part of him was accepting what was happening and knew he also knew that he couldn't say to my mom this is it yeah i love you let me go yeah like so but you know i i forget if i've said this four times or none i had a good conversation with him two weeks before he died did i say that in this show i know i said it but yeah so i was making an effort to try to go down more to see him um and i went down two two weeks ago today and i had a really good conversation with him and i was like wow he's really he's really with it today Uh it seems like and I know that my brothers had, they, they feel like their last visits were good too. Good. So it's like pre- all in all pretty good, but it still sucks. It's just a shock to the system. Yes. Even if it's something that you know is, is in it. And I've, we all know like God willing, like we, we want our, we want to outlive our parents. That's the way it's yeah. supposed to go. But it's just always a shock. Like it's oh, like, I frankly, my sister's family is like still surprised that Myron died. And I was like, you guys, but, like, 
It's just a shock to the system. It's a shock it to your life. It's like a bomb drops in yes. your life and you have to deal with it. And no one else around you, like if you go to the store or you get an email from someone who doesn't know what you're dealing with, you're just like, dude, you know, my mom. And my, so my mom has been his caretaker for mm-hmm. a long time and, and for a while has been reticent to leave him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at all. Um, so she, she and my sister went grocery shopping and she hasn't like, she's done delivery. She hasn't like been to a store and we've been kind of trying to say to her, like, you know, it is, it's awful, but there's a lot of things you'll be able to do now that you haven't yep. been able to do. She, you know, you could go to a movie, you can yep. see your, your friend who won't get vaccinated. You can, like, all this. My dad never Tinder. got COVID. Oh. She can do Tinder. Totally. Yeah. I think it's a little early now, but next week no, can be right. different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Next week. I exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that it would be tender too, Joel. <laughs> it would, it right. would not be, but it would just be like the straight. I love the idea of like older ladies being the league. Tender. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, the league yeah, yeah. is that a thing? The yeah. league. What is the league? I think the league is theoretically supposed to be for well-educated people who want to date. I could be. There's wrong. so many like this and like Raya, Raya. Raya. There's so many ones where I'm like, I just want to see. If I could get on there. Right. I, I did that with Cassandra, my wife, <laughs> when Tinder first started. We went really? out to see who could do better. And oh who did God. better. That's, you did. That's not important. Absolutely. She did. did. That means she did. She did much better. Oh, she did much yeah. better. But, I mean, yeah. Anyway, they went to the store and my mom was saying that both of them were like, it was harder than we thought it was going to be because they just kept like... That thing of like, oh, I'm not shopping for him anymore. Yeah. I'm not thinking about what he would want to eat. And That's my dad tough. was like, he loved back in the day. He loved to cook, and he was like super into, diff- you know, very into food and cooking and stuff like that. So maybe the grocery store was my not grandmother the right outing. didn't like. I forgot what food it was. I think it was strawberries. Um, and her, di- her her husband, my grandfather, died before I was even born. So he'd been dead for decades, and she still bought strawberries. And Aww. they just rotted in her fridge. That's Aww. kind of beautiful, though. That's nice. She couldn't get past it, yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. no chance there's going to be a, a self-published memoir on Amazon by your dad. Because we both, we've discussed right. the fact yeah. that your dad wrote stuff and me and had asked you to edit it. I found that manuscript. You did? Ugh. Yeah. And so for anyone who it's, doesn't know. It's spicy, right? Yeah. Like my dad porn. wrote a novel and asked if I would edit it. Which I think he, I'm now reiterating myself, but Jeff, you were not here for the last episode with Robin and Joel, right? No, because no. Joel was, was like, oh, I don't. Yes, I do know you. Okay. Yeah. Um, to fill you in. Asked me to edit it, which I think he thought meant like spelling and grammar. <laughs> like Stephen Merritt. Like what Stephen Merritt would I do, wish. you know? Yeah. I am not great at punctuation. You know, that's not my thing. I was an editor though, and like kind of a newish one. So heavy handed. So I think I was just like, you know, new lead. <laughs> just kidding. But like, you know, uh, always good advice. Right. Make your character, yeah. your protagonist, uh, more active. Yeah. So and new lead. Anyway, though, this was a real. There were there were some sex scenes in this book, and I wanted to bleach my eyeballs. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I didn't know my dad talked like ah. I mean, it was just so <laughs> horrible. It was so I was. I was so, like, it's still in my head. It's so horrified. So anyway, I found this manuscript and I was like, will I someday want to look at this? I don't, I don't, I don't, even in death, I don't think I can handle it. Even, even 
now that he's gone, I still don't need to read this. Got it. I was going to suggest, lightly suggest that if there was a funeral service, you could read oh, as yeah. a joke. <laughs> Be like, and here's one of the things he left behind, <laughs> you know, but also uh, that has to do with your level of comfortability and, and uh, whether he would want that read out loud. Obviously, if he wrote it, he wanted right. people to read it. I don't know. But Robin's dad self-published a <sighs> memoir. That's that a called last summer from Brooklyn to Beverly Hills. Uh, and back again. And back again. Uh, yeah, that ruined last summer. Uh, so that's why I don't, it's one of the many reasons I don't trust summer, but it's just like, you know, these older guys that are taking a, taking a look back at their yeah. lives. It's, uh, they, they do it very myopically in a sense, not realizing that a daughter is going to read it or that his grandkids are going to read it and that it's going to exist forever. Yeah. And be purchasable on Amazon. Please don't buy it. I I think I downloaded a preview of it. You did. It. You did. I and did you, some rating of you it. Had and some forgetting thoughts on that. You had. There a was funny... a dog. A dog that didn't like him or yeah. didn't like someone. But you were. You said something along the lines of "so and so got the short shrift," and it made, really made me laugh because it was like uh, it was like a name I'd forgotten about. It was funny, but yeah, yeah. I was... mean, it was entertaining. Sure, for me. Sure, not his daughter. No. Okay. So, so my debate right now, and then we're going to move on, is do I see the body or do I not? And I'm kind of going back and forth. And, uh, you know, tune in next week to find out what I decided. It's a cliffhanger of sorts. Actually, next week Sorry. has already, next week has already been, you know what? Sorry. Just, just stick with me to find out. I think you're not going to find out next week because that one has already been recorded. But uh, I'm probably going can, to. Can the listeners gamble on this? Oh, my God. Should we just do a poll? No, there's no money in a poll. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Just take a big. Yeah. yeah let that me works for that. me. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> Maybe <about> I am. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, probably. Well, then again, though, yeah. it depends. The short answer is no except when it's convenient that's I hilarious. do here here's where it's gonna get uh, a little murky <laughs> I don't think so, I don't think so online I mean there were I think word counts were important in print magazine but online there isn't that well un, I mean unless there's like ads being no uh boy I don't know I love it I love it I love it uh, I hate it I hate it I hate it so funny oh so I'm a decisive person, yeah, <laughs> as, I that. as indicated. Okay, so the things we need to talk about: Robin's Nantucket trip, Joel's mullet, Joel's Japan trip. Yeah, where yeah. should we start? They don't seem so important anymore. I know it's like, come on. I'm sorry, guys. And no. by the way, I gave you no warning. Does either. it matter? That's how this how this is works. This is life. life. I guess this so. Life. But it I mean, I could have I could have mentioned it in an email, no. but I just felt like I'm just gonna wait. No, you, you do what works for you. Oh, it doesn't nice. matter how the news lands on us. We should have checked your Instagram page. Yeah. It's our fault. I haven't I haven't no, posted that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think you had. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. And it's really, it's weird because I usually post things really fast, but this just, I, yeah. this, is diff- this is affecting me differently. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that that rush to be like, I need to let everybody know. It's like, no, just sit with this news. Yeah, I haven't, to. I haven't, right. I haven't been ready yet to receive all the do you know the actress michaela watkins yes her husband fred kramer the great fred kramer is a death doula so Mm. i don't know exactly what he does but he does sort of 
coach you through the yeah. process of, of the, the dying uh, person or the family the family yeah and so i think i think we just in general we don't yeah, talk about it right. enough yeah. and it is such a huge part we we get so excited when babies are born and people Ugh. get married Ew. i know but it's like we ignore this like one thing and and you'll discover in the in the coming weeks there will be people who don't know how to act around you there'll yeah. be people who don't know what to say there'll be people who will be, be overbearing you're talking about me yeah okay um and, and then there'll you know it's like everybody's gonna act in their way but it's just it's your thing to navigate you don't have to worry about how it lands on anybody else do you remember there was this thing and by this thing i mean there was a new york times story about uh, uh death dinners like people would gather and talk over dinner yeah. about uh what they wanted from their own it death or how they, yeah that's you know, kind of a good idea. It I think, is. Like something I've learned from this is uh, let your loved ones know how you want it, like what kind of service you want or just what you want done. Like, I, you know, and in the last year I wanted to ask my dad, but I didn't because he didn't want to talk like his death was yeah. happening soon. And I was just like, if he had strong feelings, he would voice them. Mm-hmm. But I did want to say like, is there music you want played? Is there, you know, and I just... I just couldn't bring. I felt that the conversation would upset him, so I didn't. But yeah, he's a, a real lack of uh, planning on that one. I had to gently broach the subject today, this morning, on a Zoom. It's gonna sound weird, but I did a short Zoom with Rupert Murdoch today for an article. I'm Is writing. he dead? He's <laughs> Can 90, he die? Ninety-two. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was basically like asked him about this thing that happened after he was gone, which was you know it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, you, sorry, you asked him about what? What he's going to do with this thing after he's dead. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What did he say? He had a good answer. He talked about Lachlan and his commitment to it. And mm-hmm. like, it was an answer. What were you interviewing him for? Do you know he has a winery in Bel Air? I did not know. Oh, my God. They all have fucking wineries. It's <laughs> such a joke. <laughs> These fucking guys. It's weirder, though, because if you're at the Getty and you look down, uh-huh. you see what's illogically a vineyard. <laughs> And you just drive up some, I guess suburban isn't the right street, but it feels like a suburban street in Bel Air. Uh-huh. And he's got a house there. Uh-huh. It does have a gate, so you wouldn't know. But it's like, and then you drive in and there's a giant vineyard there. And is making he a passionate wine. vinter? You know, I've, I've talked to him a couple times about this. I feel like he doesn't know a lot about wine, <laughs> but he seems, he had promised the guy he bought this from that he'd keep the vineyard going. Okay. And he's, he's really, I didn't know what a promise from Rupert Murdoch would be worth. Right. right, but but so far, have you tasted so the wine? Yeah, many times. Is it because you've been working on this a long time, or because you're friends with Rupert? What's going I'm on? I'm definitely not friends with Rupert, <laughs> um, or because you're an alcoholic. That's it. <laughs> it's um, no, I've had it a couple times. It's it's very good. It's wildly overpriced, but mm-hmm. it's very good. What's it called? Moraga. Moraga. You can you, buy it. Many years ago, like truly, like when I first started writing for TV, um. We got an email. Gary Newman, who was the head of 20th and yes. Fox and all those things, he sent out an email to everyone who worked on Fox shows. And it was like him holding grapes like as close <laughs> to his nose as possible. And we were like, this is the funniest email. And he was like, I'm a vintner now and <laughs> I want you to taste my wine and you can order it here. And uh, I'll just never I'll try and find it. But that picture yeah. of like Gary Newman passionately smelling grapes. <laughs> Uh, I I think what happens with these guys is they go out, they have a good time, they drink some good wine, and they're like, "I'm buying a, wi- a that winery." Happens that guy from ABC who was the president of ABC did that, but um, you know, Steve, Steve McPherson, yeah, 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 Fuck that guy, yeah, he has a place up. <laughs> Sorry, oh my god, oh, I'm no. so angry. No, it's fine. I understand. Is this Nantucket protest rage? I think so. I think it's everything. Rage. Oh, really? 
Yeah. What's the the rage is a strike rage or I don't know. There's not great stories about Steve McPherson. No, there but are. like um I maybe it's strike rage. I don't know. It's... My first pilot was being shot and Steve McPherson and the president gets fired. Yeah. Yeah. The co presidents of ABC get fired the week we're shooting. Right. That's always good. Always great. Always we got, good. We got notes at the table read. We went back to do the notes, and we were told she was fired. <laughs> the person who liked yeah. our show is fired. What was the sh- – sorry, go ahead. I'm uh, not cutting you off. I am cutting you off. You go back to your story, and then tell us what the pilot was. Oh, it's, it was about me, a Time Magazine star- starring Colin Hanks. Um, oh, and, that's cool. I know Colin. Yeah. So uh, Steve McPherson becomes the president of ABC. He comes to the, the rehearsal, mm-hmm. and he says to me, I, uh, I married someone you went to high school with. I was like, I don't think that's possible. I went to public school in New Jersey and I'm much younger. And like, it turned out he married my friend's sister from my public school in New Jersey. Are they still married? They are still married after having some experiences that were public. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. But Rupert Hmm. didn't buy the vineyard like those guys. Because Rupert was reading, Rupert, I call him Rupert. Yeah. um, Was reading the mansion section of the Wall Street Journal as one does. (laughs) And he saw there was a Bel Air property. He's like, I would like that. Sure. So he went to go buy it, and the guy who was the CEO of Northrop Grumman was like, yeah, but you have to promise to keep this vineyard going, and also let me live here till I die. Okay. Which was like nine months. Oh. Um, so, but yeah, so he's kept the vineyard going. Wow. And he also promised to print his saucy memoir. Oh, God. <laughs> what if what if Rupert Murdoch just self-publishes on Amazon? <laughs> you know... For some, so Rupert Murdoch lives in Bel Air sometimes. More than anywhere else, he told me. Oh, isn't that weird that no one has any Rupert Murdoch sightings? It's crazy. So you drive in, and his house is on the right, and it's it looks like a reasonably sized house. Now mm. I think it's not because there's some underground area for staff, um, but it looks not crazy big. <laughs> right. But the property is insanely big, and uh, you know. There's a chicken coop that was built there from stone that was carved from the land that's like apparently cost $30,000. I'm sure real estate wise is like $30 million. Um, Wait, the chicken coop cost $30,000? To build, I was told. I don't I don't know my prices for chicken coops. Uh, I guess that's kind of expensive. High. It's yeah. high. It's very that's high. It's usually just some wire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The place is insane. And you can call up and get a tasting. I think it's like 150 bucks. or something. Do you get a Rupert sighting? Probably not. Wait, no, is he, is he, who's he married to? He is single now. He was engaged. Great question. Take it, Allison. take it, please. Well, sorry. He was engaged to Jerry Hall. He was married to Jerry Hall. Oh, he was married oh. to Jerry Hall. Until recently. That was his fourth wife. Okay. And his wife before that was Wendy Dang. Nice. Oh, Very good. Yes. Okay. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Now, why? There, I have extra, I have asterisks in my head around her name. What did she had? She was involved with something. I don't know. I think did she, she was... Did she cream pie? Did she uh, block a cream pie? I'm sorry. I shouldn't be saying these words. Can what I try this again? What does block a cream pie mean? <laughs> Ew. Again? I think it means you Do swallow. Do you remember when there was a group of people cream p- <laughs> throwing pies at... At um, Rupert? At various in- uh, titans of industry. Huh. No. I, I don't know. I think I... Bill Gates got a pie in the face. Do you remember this? Were they real pies or like shaving cream pies? That's a great question. I imagine they could have been shaving cream okay. pies. Because um, if you've ever tried to throw a pie, it's it's not. I never have. I would like oh, to. Oh, we went through a little phase in high school, senior year. We bought some cheap pies. And With we Steve McPherson's wife. <laughs> and what happened? It it didn't work like a shaving cream pie would? or It does not. Okay. It's... It doesn't cling to the face? 
No, it's actually much more violent and oh. less effective and less funny than it, I see. you want it to be. Yeah. Can I just also ask mm-hmm. uh, for my memory banks, mm-hmm. what was the name of the Colin Hanks pilot? Yeah. News to me. Okay. It didn't air. I, ca- I don't care. I oh. need to know the name. I did so it with Marsh McCall. Oh, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. That was Marsh. Did you see his body? No, but Marsh McCall, God bless him. He dropped, he dropped dead in the middle of like the second season of Fuller House. And my, oh, he geez. was, he was a dear mentor to a friend of mine and he and was, to me and yeah. to you. And, and, and he, his, his loss was like immediately felt yeah. by, like, so that messed me up. Yeah. It messed a lot of people up and he was the nicest guy. So it's good. But to he's know. the nicest guy. It's not worth it, but he did this thing. He had a, he could be really mean, but in a in a playful way. Yeah, I've never been so uh, felt so loved while someone was just taking me apart. Sure, like he just saw parts of me that I didn't even know existed. I was, he would just be making in a fun bad of me. way I would or cry. good way. He was really funny, but really harsh. harsh. His name like, is Marsh. Yeah. yeah, Marshall. Well, his dad oh. is also Marsh McCall. His dad's oh. a still a classics professor at Stanford. Oh, but like wow. you called him Marsh. His brother was my year, so I was friends with his brother. That's it. I don't think his name's Marshall. I think his name was Marsh. 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 Um, yeah. And he. Irish. Or Scottish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old Scottish name. Yeah. I don't even. I've definitely met him, but I just. I remember in the days leading up to his unfortunate death, it was. He. My friend Edie was. She. He was like her savior on this show. Oh. And so that was tough. That was tough. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry that news to me didn't get picked up. Did you. So did you actually make the pilot? We shot the pilot. Yeah. Like you own it. You have it. Oh, you got DVD? No, yeah. I don't mean own yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. Be, like, let's reboot it. I just mean like you have a copy of it. I do. Who I'd else is in it? it? My first two pilots got shot and then none after that. That's okay. Um, Welcome no, to the No, it's not, not okay. Uh, <laughs> Colin wait, Hanks. Colin? Who was in that pilot? Yeah. Who else? I'm um, sorry. It was uh, Amy. Oh, my God. Amy. Uh, she was in the Friends spinoff. Um, the Friends spinoff? So Joey? Yeah, she's Joey's girlfriend in that. That's not what she's famous for. Amy Smart. No. Amy. Allison Anders. Oh, <gasps> I know yeah. Allison Anders. That's what I, was going yeah. for. I, I love sorry. her. She's Ted Lasso's ex-wife. Oh, really? That's right. Yeah, that's right. She's great. Right. She great. was in that, and then, um, oh, you know who is amazing in that? Oh, she, and she went out with Matt LeBlanc for a long time. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm so bad. This British stage actor who was also in Cheers for a while. Oh. Robin, um, no male. No, I know, but oh. he played Robin Colcourt on Cheers. Yes, he's dead. Roger Reese. He was amazing. I'm impressive. <laughs> he, he, uh, he played Walter Isaacson. He played the yeah. my editor at time. Yeah, yeah. He guest starred on the middle once and was incredible. And then he died shortly after. This is there's a theme here yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, it's, Who, it's good to oh, talk oh, about. David Hasselhoff. Oh what? Which, my and god! He writes about it in his book. In his bio, he wrote about our pilot. You want to know something about David Hasselhoff? Yes. I'm remembering more Today is his birthday. Oh. <laughs> and the reason I know that is because I was stuck at the airport with this lovely, lovely 27-year-old girl, Rita. Rita, I hope you made it to LA. Who knows? But she was celebrating her birthday, which was July 17th, and we were so bored. I was like, let's pull up who, who what famous is people Is she are just a person birthday? you met at the airport? Yes. Yes, I, she is a person I met at the airport, and I was very invested in her journey to L.A. Well, happy birthday, And I said, I and pulled Rita. up J- July 17th birthdays, and it says, first name is David Hasselhoff. And I go, oh, my God, David Hasselhoff. Oh, and no. then she's just blank. And, I, and Rita was a very smart woman. 
But I was like, do you know who David Hasselhoff is? She was like, it sounds so familiar. And I was How like, old is Rita? 27. Uh, oh, wait. I thought you said she was 17. Sorry. She was born on the 17th. Oh, yes. Maybe you didn't today. say it. No, and that's I just got that's how age works. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, I'm, sure. I'm 11. Yeah. yeah. I'm 10. Um, so she, yeah, it was just like, oh my God, 27 year olds. 27 year olds don't know who David Hasselhoff Who's is. Who's educating our youth? I know. And by the not way, Baywatch. I just did an episode mm-hmm. of Vander, with Vanderpump Rocks oh, yeah, yeah. about an episode of Baywatch Nights, which was a spinoff of Baywatch where David Hasselhoff works at a detective agency. <gasps> And um, Lisa Vanderpump was uh, guest starring, which is why we covered mm. why he covered that episode. I believe Hasselhoff's opening line uh, upon meeting Colin Hanks oh, no. during the table read was, "Are you big in Germany?" Oh, because he's big in ha- Germany. Colin's like, "No," he's like, "Cause I am." Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. You know, there's a video of David Hasselhoff very drunk on the floor. Yeah, eating a hamburger. Pizza. That oh, was, is it a hamburger? I think it's a burger. And yeah. shortly after it's we tough. did our pilot, and I, I had met his wife and kids, daughters. Yes. And they were, um, they looked like you would think David Hasselhoff's wife and daughters would look, but they did not act like it. Right. She she was like a really attentive mom, and the kids were doing their homework. Like oh, it was good. not what you expected. He was a bit. Yeah. But she was yeah. what? Like. Um, I'm just saying her, she looked like like blonde and she chesty. Like Robin. Oh, yeah. Guess say no more. Yeah. So you're saying I could be married to David Hasselhoff? <laughs> I think he was the first celebrity we ever saw in Los Angeles when we moved here in 1980, and so that's like that's that's a good me. one. It was yeah. a good one in 1980. Wow. Yeah. Do you know who the Creole triplets are? Y- yes, yes. Okay, I do because <laughs> yes. Because they, one of them belongs to my synagogue, and her mother or father just died, <laughs> and it came through like wow. Leanna Creel's so and so mother or father died, and I was like, why do I know the name Leanna Creel? And then I pulled it up. There were these like, but they didn't. And then I looked at their credits recently. They didn't do that much, but they were just no. like triplets. Okay, were- so they were triplets, and <laughs> like the How- Gish sisters or like Playboy. No, no, not no. Playboy. They they were they acted in um, Growing Pains. No, save maybe oh, they were oh, on Growing oh. Pains, but one or two or three of them were on Saved by the Bell for yeah. a period of time. You mean the yeah. three of them played one person, kind of like the old? No, no, no. Oh, oh, sorry. There were, but they didn't always act as trip. Like they, they weren't always cast together. Sometimes right. just you get you get two of them. Sometimes right, right. I think they also did a reboot of Parent Trap. Are you seeing it? Correct. Oh, yeah, according to the internet. Wow. I just yeah, I remember they were cast as twins in something, and thinking like, what happened to the third one? <laughs> but anyway, I saw one of them at South Coast Plaza, uh-huh. and I recognized her, and that was like, that's huge. Yeah, she was one of my first celebs that I saw. Yeah, that's huge. So the one Leanna, what does she do now? Because isn't one of them like one of them is a realtor or something? I don't know. I think Leanna is guess. in because I went on a deep dive. It's e- either Leanna's mom or Leanna's wife's mom mm-hmm. died. And then I was like, oh my God, I got to find out about the triplets. And I think Leanna is in audio video production. Okay. But I wouldn't put it past one of them to be a real estate agent. That sounds no, that's great. Right. I think is one of them named Allison, Jeff? Mm, I'm not it was sure. K-R. No, it was C-R-E-E-L. Yeah. Boom, Joel Stein. What, what did I do? Nothing. You, you don't know about like, the Creels is what you didn't themes, do. Of all the things Joel would ever know, the Creel sister, the, tri- the Creel triplets is like very deep. It's a very deep okay. cut. 
I know, but that's why I th- no. He likes he he knows about your mother the car. <laughs> yeah, my mother I do. By <laughs> mother way, the car, I did a picket with all the middle people, and we were talking about Jerry Van Dyke, who played the grandfather on yeah. the middle. And I was like, you know, somebody thought I wouldn't know what my mother the car <laughs> is, and I know it because of well, you talked re- about. You it were a really lot. protesting in Nantucket, uh, picketing in Nantucket. No, well, that the middle picket reunion happened at oh. Sony, but yes, we were really so the picket reunions. I've been picketing a couple times. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, <clears throat> picked it on Friday, the first day of the SAG. Yeah. People. And there was a uh, free homestay taco, so I went to get one. Incredible. And then someone almost in exchange handed me a sign. Because it was so crowded I didn't grab wasn't able to grab yeah. a sign. Yeah. But they handed me a sign, grab the sign, walk around with my friends, realize it's a WGA sign. That's like, okay. They looked at me. Oh, even though it was well. like it was ninety percent sag, they took a look at this face or this body, or both, and they gave me the WGA sign, That's really not funny. the sag sign. That's a slap in the face. That's it, really funny. yes, it felt like that. I was at a party, a July Fourth party at a friend's house many, not that many years ago, but I don't know how many. Like let's say six years ago, or eight, eight years ago, and I was talking to someone about. Someone that was going to come on my show. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to come in on my show soon. And she's like, oh, are you a producer? And I have thought about that fucking comment only oh. 400 times since then. Yeah. Uh, like, n- I mean, yes, yeah, right. I executive produce my own show, but I'm talent. Yes. But I, the assumption yes. that I'm a producer. Mm-hmm. It's because you look super smart. That's what I hang my hat on, but hang I don't, really don't think that's what it was. I had a Lamborghini for a few days for my first book, which was about how to learn how to be a man. And oh, yeah. One chapter about cars, which Adam Carolla taught me mm-hmm. about cars, but I also got a Lamborghini for a few days. Me and my friend Alex Gregory roll up to like, what's the Italian restaurant in Malibu? Mm-hmm. Sparrow. <laughs> it's the old, it's been there forever. Taverna Tony? No, no that's Greek. no. I wouldn't it probably know. isn't in Malibu, which is why I'm throwing this off. Granita? Uh, no, no. It's been there forever. It's fancy. But it, um, we roll up, we get out, and there's like people there kind of staring at the car. So I, so my friend Alex said to them, what do you think we do for a living? And they said, Silicon Valley engineers. Funny. Hurt so much. Can I ask you oh, a question about- I don't think that's a- Wait, why do you feel insulted by that? They just picked the ner- nerdiest- They didn't go with actor. They oh, go, yeah. Yeah. They went I with, see. Yeah. Right. Did Alex Gregory's writing partner, Pete Hike, did his father write Howard the Duck? No, okay. he did not. I okay. went to school with Pete and okay. Alex. Um, okay. They did not. Okay. They, he was Just much more successful checking. than that. Okay. Not in Hollywood, though. Who did write Howard the Duck? Somebody with the last name Hike, oh. which is why I thought it might be Pete Hike, so much so yeah. that when I was listening to this podcast about Howard the Duck. It's an unusual last name, so I yeah, wonder if they're so related they at all. Might be related. I've never heard him talk about the Howard the Duck connection. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> But yeah, Pete Hike. I just thought they had to be related. It's a Dutch name. Oh, that makes is it sense. Like like the activity hike? No, it's H U Y C K. Well right? done. Well Thank done. you. Whoa, I know. Uh, but I like it. Yeah. I knew a guy whose last name was P R U Y N E, and Prune? I said, "Is it Prine? Prine?" And he's like, "No one ever." Yeah, I mean, it was, but he's like, "No one ever gets it." Huh. Is that Dutch yeah. too? Yeah, I believe so. I like the first name Vout. I'm watching the Tour de France, and there's two Dutch guys named Vout. Is that V O U T? Well, they spell it W O U T. Vout. It's very Vout. German. Great first name, right? Yeah, very yeah. German Vout. sounding. Strong. Vout and Marsh. Maybe one's Belgian. 
One's Dutch. I'm, it's all I'm the confused. Same. Yeah. Did you ever think I don't need Colin Hanks? I want to be in my own pilot. <laughs> no, because I I did some acting in high school and I'm very bad. So no. Were it, you Were you in it at all though? Even playing someone else? No, I was. I wasn't. And even you in didn't want. Actor. You didn't. You didn't want to. No, I I had just seen that movie American. Um, not just, but movie American movie American Beauty. So many of those. No, what's the one about not American um, Pie? Not Harry Crumb. But it's about this the the guy who was on Letterman a lot, who was a, a comic book artist. And they made a movie about him. Uh, Robert S. Crumb. Chris, is it Chris? You can't do movies like you can do I sitcoms. Can't. No way. No. Okay. No. No. Well, anyway, he would uh, in this movie. The real guy would come on. I had his name for a second and would talk about how this wasn't really what happened and he'd present it. So I thought about doing that and they were all like, no, that'll take people out of the show. Oh, interesting. American Wait, Splendor? Is that a show? Is that isn't a that about... That's a thing. Yeah. Wait, it's not Crumb though? It's, no. Yeah. Okay. It's this guy who, was very, who used to come with Letterman at the, and be very cranky with Letterman. Do you remember this? No. Harvey Picar. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you yes. go. Yes. Uh, I mean, I want to know about your other pilot. What was your other pilot? Other pilot was not very good at all. Uh, no offense to it was no many, news to be. It was news no news to me. me. It's very talented people involved. Uh, Sean Levy produced and directed it, mm-hmm. and um, it was a, it was a really I think a, maybe too high concept. Uh, con- I thought it was a funny idea, which was basically pretty close to my real life. Uh, kid drives across country to come home from college, finds out <clears throat> that his parents have gotten divorced and they're with other. His mom is living with someone else. Regardless, his parents have gotten divorced. He has two younger siblings who are, you know, they have joint custody over them. So the parents ask him while he's still living at home to, to abide by the joint custody rules <laughs> while he like has That's a really magazine funny. job in New York. <laughs> and so he's like, he's dealing with his crazy adult parents gang. What was that siblings. one called? Joint custody. And yeah. who direct, just, just b- bouncing back to news to me for a second. Pamela who- Fryman. Okay. Pam Fryman. The yeah. great, great Pam Fryman. Great. The great Pam Fryman. If I drove across the country as an adult and turned out my parents were divorced and I had to do joint custody, that would make me pee my pants. This episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend is brought to you by Poise Ultra Thins. Oh, yeah. What? Wait, what? I'm the queen of segues. I know you didn't understand anything I said. No, but, but what is the product? Poise Ultra Listen. Thins. Yes. It sounds like that's not for peeing. You'll well, see. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, hey, put this in your underwear and then try to pee into it. But like if you're let's say you're a new mom, right? Let's say you're postpartum. Yep. And let's say you're having some bladder leakage, which sure. hello. Okay. I happens. Didn't, I didn't say anything. I was going with it. It happens. I, didn't, I, Joel. Didn't I was I going know. with it. I don't know if it ha- I don't know if your wife had this after I don't talk to her about that stuff. <sighs> right. Well, <laughs> if she's discreet, it's because of her poise ultra thins. Um, here's the thing, Joel, and I don't think I feel like you you know a lot, but I feel like you might not know this. Period. Is it about the vagina? Well, it's about yeah, kind of. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's about women, so no. Uh, I learned the hard way that period pads are not designed to help with bladder leaks. You might think they are, but they're not. Poise Ultra Thins are designed for that. Uh, unlike period pads, they're specifically designed for bladder leakage, and they keep you ten times drier than the leading period pad. Uh, yeah, I um, listen. Bladder leakage—it's a thing that happens, and. Uh, Sometimes everyone always says it's the sneezes that get you, but it's, I find it's the coughs. Yeah. It's or much, the laughs. Yeah. The laughs, the coughs. 
Sometimes it's just you're just sitting there yeah. or standing. Poise Ultra Thins keep you feeling clean, dry, and fresh. And they have with and without wings to flex with your body. But just get the wings. So I, I prefer a no wing sometimes. Oh. See, I don't know anything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. Listen, it takes poise. Learn more at poise.com. While I'm telling you guys about things that I feel strongly about, I also want to talk to you about Masterclass. I think you've heard me talk about Masterclass before. Sure. Daniel and I are both huge fans of Masterclass. So many different classes, over 180 to pick from, so many great instructors. We're talking Gordon Ramsay, Malcolm Gladwell, Steve Martin. Huh. You know how you know how you guys are always like, Allison, how'd you get to be so funny? Because I watched a class with Steve Martin, Chris Voss, Esther Perel. Perel? Perel. Perel. I think it's Perel. Esther Perel, whenever I see her, I think she looks like Meredith from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> She does though. Sorry. That was a crazy nose. I appreciate. Laugh. It. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I, okay. I almost did. Mariah Carey is now teaching a class. What's I she, mean, what's she going to teach me? What's she not going to teach you? Which side of my face to show to the camera? What's the, uh, what's the Mariah Carey Carey masterclass? I mean, I feel like it's probably singing. I think it's probably. I'm going to oh, take it okay, and then I'm going to get. Right. I'm going to get back to you on that All one. Right. Um, I would kind of. I would learn anything from Mariah Carey. Annual memberships start at $10 a month and you get unlimited access to every instructor, thousands of online lessons, exclusive content, insights, and much more. And also you can download a PD, like you get these lesson plans and, you know, all this written material you can download and then refer back to it. Daniel always talks about how helpful that is. Um, Level up, guys. Gain new skills in as little as 10 minutes either on your phone, computer, tablet, smart TV, even audio mode to listen on the go. I t- said before, I took a class with Judy Bloom. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. It was. I told you I meet her. I see her every year. Not this last year because she owns that bookstore a couple blocks from my yeah. mom's house in Key West. Oh, wow. Tell her. So exciting. Every I day. enjoyed her class. I'm going to take the class. Get unlimited access to every class. And right now, as an Allison Rosen's new best friend listener, you can get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com slash best friend. That's masterclass.com slash best friend for 15% off an annual membership. Masterclass.com slash best friend. Um, okay. I'm just looking at the time because you guys, we're, we're doing two episodes. I'm oh, not letting you guys leave. Okay. We're doing two episodes. Let's, here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to talk about your mullet on the next episode. That's fine. Because I need to know about it. Okay. I want to hear about Nantucket. Oh, boy. Well, I went to Nantucket. It sounds like I'm doing a limerick. Yeah. I went, I wanted to do, this was my third trip. Oh, my. So for people that- To Nantucket. To Nantucket. Uh, for people that may not know or care, I don't blame you. My my boyfriend Sam's family lives there. Uh, Have you slept with him yet? No. Okay. It's so weird. It's, it's getting weird. It's fine. <laughs> Is he It'll pressuring happen. you? Yeah. It's like, hello, I have to be married. <laughs> um, and they're his family is like the most. They're the most love. They're the they're the frankly they're the parents I always wanted. Aww. So they, it's really nice. Are they okay with you when you're at their house sleeping in the same room together? They yes, but luckily there's a guest house that we sleep in. <gasps> oh, so that's we're so Nantucket. Wow. Very lucky. I didn't, okay. Wow. Yeah. So I had per my They're therapist, rich. they do they do okay. Yeah, they do you did okay. Well. Smart. It has nothing to do with me. No, I didn't think you made the money. No, but, <laughs> um, but uh, I went. 
I talk to my... I have a lot of anxiety about Nantucket. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of sartorial anxiety oh. because the first summer I was there was, and the first two summers I was there, it was very clear that I wasn't up to code with what I was wearing. What were you doing? Too I was slutty? just wearing my bullshit valley clothes. What, I don't know. What are you supposed to wear? Is it really preppy? It's really, really, really preppy. Legitimately, like. Legitimately, okay. like, look at the Chad Tucket. Instagram. It's called Chad Tucket. Oh, I and need a to lot of that pink on the guys. Yeah, I love and that. And Nantucket red. It's like this color of my nails. It's like a pinkish red. I love that. Um, so I I really worked with my therapist very closely to establish boundaries that I needed to enact for this year. And the boundaries were no fundraisers for <laughs> for things that don't need fundraising. So last year, the reason I was pinky. Was because Does I was, Joel know about this? Um, I went to this very, very <laughs> fancy fundraiser in the fanciest part of Nantucket, which is to say the fanciest part of Nantucket is crazy to begin with. And we went with Sam's brother and sister-in-law, and they were like, what's your name, sweetie? We're going to put it on a name tag. And I was like, Pinky, <sighs> because I just was like out of my body. I was yeah. like, what am I doing mm-hmm. here on the most eastern part of the United States? Like, I do not but belong But then was a woman who's like, oh, my son is Pinky. She said, oh, my God, my son's name is Binky. <sighs> Binky. With Binky. A B. And oh, she's like, you we've p- never met a Pinky. Should we call <sighs> Binky right now? And I was like, sure. But she didn't. And like Sam was a little miffed. Like, how could you love? lie about your name and I was like how could you not lie about yeah. your name in a situation like this and it's out on a place called Sconset which is this really 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 like um, very fancy enclave of an already fancy island and I started saying um, at that fundraiser that Sconset was uh, Native American for no Jews allowed <laughs> and what were they raising money for? Uh, the Sconset the Sconset Trust, which is like keeping the land of Sconset sure. afloat. Yeah. I don't know. And then afterwards, we went out with a guy who's like, I'm seventh generation Sconset. And this is great. Like Sam's brother has a house in Sconset and they're right next to Bill Belichick. So oh. like it's a it's a vibe. So I was like, no fundraisers, no fancy dinners. I will not get dressed up for a fucking dinner in the middle of the summer. I won't do it. And I said, no, I don't want to go to the country club. I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to go to this restaurant called Lola, which is basically like a nightclub. Like all these things. Like Sam's parents like to go out and be seen. And I don't know I, if I'm using this phrase right, but when in Rome, I understand. But I went and roamed the first two summers, right. okay. and I was right. kind of not dreading going back. Is it's? I want to just make it clear: it is not a vacation. We are. It is. We're with family, and there's a lot of. It's like when Harry and Meghan went to Australia or Africa or wherever they went. Yes. Right? It's like this is. <laughs> there's a lot a tour. of social. It's a tour. There's a lot of social engagement. Sam's parents like they like to be out, and I just couldn't like that less. So. <laughs> Um, some of my boundaries got through to the parents and then some others, like I don't want to eat at the country club. We wound up doing two dinners at the country club, but no dinners at Lola. So it was okay. a compromise. All right, that sounds fair. So I feel like this was a really mostly good trip to Nantucket. We had a very <laughs> we had a very awkward dinner. Uh, there's a family that are, they're very close with the foremans and they, um, house a comedian during the summer. What does that mean? They, they're like a comedian in residence. There's a comedian in residence who runs the Nantucket film fest, uh, Nantucket comedy festival. Is it always a different comedian? No, it's the same guy. Who? 
I shouldn't say his name. This, this is what we do on this podcast with you. You, you but, tell us the story, then you won't tell so, anyone. Uh, okay, let's hear the story, and then we'll figure out how we're going to get it out of her. So we were at this big dinner the other night with the, the that family and the my family and Sam's niece and nephew were there. They're, both, they're a freshman in college and a junior in college, respectively, and very sort of woke and aware. Mm-hmm. And um, this Boston comedian... I guess on most nights when we're not there, he does like a tight 45 for these people that house him. Wow. Like oh my he God. He sings for his supper. I'm not, I'm not kidding. He sings for his supper. Like a different tight 45 every night? I don't know. Because the, 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 the woman of the house was like, tell the story about this and that. But basically his tight 45 that night was like a lot of Rodney Dangerfield impersonations, like horrible racial slurs and Mm -hmm. and homophobic slurs included. And like I and this person decided to sit between me and Sam for whatever reason. Maybe he thought that was like the best stage for him. But I just he was telling them really, really off color jokes, which I'm used to just institutionally speaking with my job. But I know that the niece and nephew were not used to, and I know I mm. could see them dissolving into dust. And they had a certain kind of appreciation for Stephen Wright before this. Well, oh and my that- God, that's so funny because it, it wasn't Stephen Wright, but Stephen Wright was headlining the Nantucket Comedy uh, Festival this be. year. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he didn't want to come and he just wanted to come and read his book. And then he he decided- he wrote a that, novel. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to just come read excerpts from his novel. But so it was just, there were a few, there were one or two dinners that I could have done without. But on the whole, the two weeks went by much faster. Two weeks. Two weeks. Went yeah. much by fast, much, by much faster. I We picketed Nantucket just for- WGA awareness and they're now doing WGA and SAG Donig's doing it so we it was really fun to walk around with signs and watch all these preppy people it was either one or the, it was either like I want to be a writer how do I do that if oh, like people sure. stopping us or people just looking at us like they had just smelled the most disgusting sandwich <laughs> like how can they be on that talking with a sword <laughs> You know, like it was crazy. So all in all, it was a it was a good trip. The only and the only other thing I'll say is that I was very engrossed in the new Brett Easton Ellis novel called The Shards. Have you read it? it? No, I know him a tiny bit. Um it's crazy. And it's really I saw it at a bookstore. I started Judy Bloom's bookstore. I started reading it there. It's really, really violent. It's a continuation or like a meta. A meta look yes. at Less Than Zero? It's called Auto... Like, yes. Like, I wrote this book yeah. called Less Than Zero, and now the kids I went to high school with... Yes. Like, but it's it's fiction. I should read it, but right? It, He's the awesome. person who's narrating it is named Brett Easton Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't prepared for all the... Um, and Brett Easton Ellis is not one to do a trigger warning. There was so much animal abuse oh, in the book. Sure. But for whatever, but so it's much, yeah. But I just how much is too much? I couldn't. How any. much is too much? Okay. Like I say every any. other me, page any. is too much. Really? Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so I was like really fucked up for this book by this book for like but, most of the time I was there. Two, two of his books messed me up hardcore. Oh, which one? Well, I read Lessons Here in high school. Yeah. And I really like almost barfed in the shower yeah. after reading it. Yeah. And American Psycho is pretty. I haven't read American. Okay. Psycho. Wait, I have a question. I never read Less Than Zero or American Psycho. They're good. But I am I know of Less Than Zero because the movie, and I think I've seen part of the movie. What made you want to throw up about that movie? Isn't it just about drugs or is there animal abuse in it? There's as well? a there's a running bit about a snuff film. 
there. And there's also like a kind of abusive gay relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot for me. Yeah. When I was 16 or whatever. I could not put the book down, but I was the shards, shards, but I was so disgusted by it at the end. And then like no one on Nantucket has read the shards. Is there like a psychopath who's doing this stuff? Yeah, Brady's not. Yeah. Is it him who's doing it? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Is he Um, he a a sociopath in real life? Well, you no. know what's funny is I, I put this on an Instagram story months ago when I started reading it, but it, the dedication, it says, this book is for no one, <laughs> <laughs> which is so Brady Sinellis. He's such an incredible writer, but but man, was I, I was just like engrossed in that book, but I also was like mad at it, mm-hmm. but he's such a good writer, but it did fuck me up for days after. I finally read, upon his recommendation... Played as it lays. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah now yeah. you understand less than zero. It's yes. like, oh, you're just trying to do that. that yes, that is an amazing novel. I need to reread that one. Wow, that's Joan Didion. Yeah. I have not read that. I, it's it's short, a novel. I haven't. I've read her it, some essays of me hers. Me too. But, but this is like next level. Yeah. Even at, oh, I'm sure everyone's about to give you a Joan Didion book. Oh, the year of oh I, I have thinking. that one. Our, yeah. Guys, everyone, I already have that one. You're but, get uh, twenty of them. Yeah. Um. Wait, how is Less Than Zero an attempt to do play it as it Oh, it's about LA, right? Yeah. That was the one satisfying thing about the shards was that it is absolute porn for if you grew up in LA and even more specifically the Valley. He uses, he went to Buckley High School, which is a very fancy private school in Sherman Oaks. And he's talking about all the very, very specific streets in the Valley. And my favorite part is that two dead girls one is found at the park I grew up at and went to camp at, Shadow Ranch Park. It was like, she was found with her eyes gouged out and her legs and arms cut off at Shadow Ranch Park. And I was like, oh, my God. And then the second girl dies at the Promenade Mall, which was like, it's across the street from what is known now as the, I guess it's Westfield, Topanga. But back then, the Promenade was way fancier. So, of course, the Buckley kids were in the Promenade Mall. And- so, this is like fiction where he is the narrator and he's also a murderer. Yes, it's called it's it says the shards a novel and then like on Amazon or whatever it says autofiction. It's like autobiographical fiction. But how is it autobiographical? The what, places a lot of it is about like a lot he keeps this details at least of his life growing up in like the how he had a house he grew up in a house right. on Mulholland. Holland. But it's like what if he lot. had been Yeah. Is violence for I'm going to talk to you guys as if you are Brady Stanellis or teach a class about him. Is violence for him a metaphor? That's such a good question. I don't for what? know. Well, I've heard that American Psycho, it's like the violence in American Psycho is a metaphor for the violence of business and capitalism in this country. Uh, like the it language of feel like a metaphor. It feels like that guy works on Wall Street and that guy like it's it's right there. It feels like a. It's just anger. It's just an anger, a heightening of anger. But I don't. I don't know. It could be. It's definitely a society gone amok in terms of materialism and isolationism. Yeah. So, I mean, it, so it is like isolation. A yeah. metaphor, then. The one thing, yeah. I mean, maybe. it's an exaggeration. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. that's what I mean. Is so, it? Is it? Is it? A, like is it a comment on? I guess yes. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. It's our society. That you know, the dark mirror version. Right. Yeah, the not the black bear, but the you know, yeah, the, right. And the and the the one thing that it did make me nostalgic. It didn't make me nostalgic for like when there was a serial killer in my high school, but there um, was no. Oh, I see. but uh, he drives around a lot just in the middle of the night in L.A. and like that brought me back. Like there was a time where you could just do that. You could just get in your car and drive around, and like no one does that anymore. So that felt very yeah. But um, uh, 
it's a really, really good book, but I would not recommend it if you don't like animal abuse. All right. It's tough. That's a weird Amazon review, but I will. Uh... I know. <laughs> it's but... such, it's so, I, that, that feels so, um, what's the word? Like, rebellious is the wrong, like, Anti-social in a way yeah. to put so much animal abuse so in your much. book when you, that is something that most people can't. Do you handle. review everything this way? Is this how you reviewed Basic Instinct? Like, is this what? just uh, is there an, are animals very good that? except for animal abuse? No. Wait, is an animal hurt in Basic Instinct? I don't remember. It's a real. Oh, I barely remember. There's a bunny, right? Oh, no, that's Fatal that's Attraction. Fatal Attraction. What they, are they different? I guess we live in a world right now of oh, trigger I warnings. It, of like, I thought that. I think there's warning. a beaver. It was a rabbit, right? Yeah, wow! Basic instinct. Oh, there was it was a oh, it was a beaver. What did I say? Primal fear, primal instinct. What is that? Basic, basic instinct. instinct. Basic instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's uh-huh. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> oh, but beaver. I'm sorry. I it's okay. That's the Sharon Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't Her understand beef. what you're supposed to have seen. Her veed. I didn't see it, but I thought you. I thought it's a, a crotch shot. It's a crotch shot. Yeah. What do you see? It just looks it's like. Do you, a, see, do you see lips? No, it's I don't a blur. Think so. I oh, think really? You see a little bit of pubic hair. I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah. Huh. Get out. But um, I was glad in a, some weird way that I had a really good book I could dive into. Yeah. I was glad I made a friend picketing. Um, Did people I, call you Pinky when you ran into them on the street? No. Okay. I, I, I think Pinky was born out of total rage of just yeah. like, I can't believe I'm at this thing. Yeah. And um, it was real. And our last night we spent at a place called the Club Car on Nantucket, which is famous for two things. The Club Car is where Kevin... Spacey molested a child ha- who happened to be the, s- the son of a Boston news reporter. Oh. And the club car also happens to be the site of where John F. Kennedy Jr.'s friends were waiting for him Uh-oh. when that plane went down. They were supposed to all meet up at the club car. So uh, so it's a magical place. It's a magical, it's a place. magical place. But I, I, I tried to do it differently. I feel like I succeeded 77%, but I feel there's mm. still room for improvement. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a, quite a time. It was fun, mostly. It is now the time where I say hello and welcome to my new patrons. Patreon. Patreon. Hello and welcome to Tim Ortez, to Mel, and to Melissa. I thought the same person. Um... You guys, thank you so much for supporting me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Alison Rosen. Okay. This has been a wonderful show that has spanned a lot of stuff. Um, Are you feeling better? I feel better. Yes, I do. I feel so much better today. Like earlier when Robin's like, you don't have to do a show today. I'm like, I know. I I chose to because I felt like it would make me feel better. So, And it has. So thanks, everyone. Um, Which of us do you think made you feel better the most? (laughs) It's a competition. You did. You did. Uh, you did. All of you. All right. so it's a joint it was okay. a joint effort. Okay. It takes a village. Yes. Um Joel. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe or even if you don't, make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment, click five stars. I have merch available. Ooh. Please go check it out. I have a merch store with all sorts of stuff in it now. Uh go to AllisonRosen.com and at the top or uh, there's a little banner that says like merch store is now live go there explore your options find something take a picture of yourself and it send it to me let me see what you choose uh and um yeah joel anything to plug no really yeah. but you have a podcast <laughs> yeah that's fine all right 
great. You Robin? just talked about Dr. Bronner's on your podcast. I need to listen. Bronner's. Yeah. I need to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Robin Shore, R-O-B-I-N-S-H-O-R-R. You guys are always so nice. Thanks for following me. Jeff? I don't have a plug, but I have a factoid that I've been sitting oh. on. It's, oh. I gotta let it out. Rupert Murdoch, someone tried to hit him in the face with a shaving cream pie. Mm. Which was shaving cream on a plate, which I don't think you can call that a pie. Yeah, it's not yeah. edible. Yeah. There's no pie tin, just paper plate. But anyway, it was shaving cream. The guy tried, I think it was unsuccessful. His wife, Wendy Dang. Dang. Uh, yeah. She <laughs> she slapped the guy in the face. Yeah. Ooh. She protected him. Oof. Yeah. And I believe on succession they they did a little twist on that, which is they threw bucket uh, they threw bags of urine at Logan Roy oh, yeah. when he's walking into but the I, news place. But I think she also is like friends with Bannon or no, some. There's something else about her. And the slap was described by CNN as a quote ferocious yeah, slap. So it was real. She's. Wow. All right, you guys. Thank you for thank you, everyone. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best. 